today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk about uh, some parks here, and, and maybe one of the most iconic parks in the city, and, and we have many of them, is Sam Lawrence Park, and that, of course, is the one that's right at the top of the Jolly Cut. Uh, the city wants opinions now on what to do with the park. John Paul Danko is the counselor for Ward 8, uh, which is, of course, right uh, where that particular park is. He joins us to talk about how this is going to happen. John Paul, thanks for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me on again, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, this is this is a, a lovely park. Uh, as, as I think you mentioned in your comments the other day, and I can remember from from my time when I was on council, and besides, I used to live in the neighborhood not too many years ago. Uh, anybody that wants to impress anybody about how beautiful Hamilton is, the first stop is Sam Lawrence Park. I mean, not just because the park itself is beautiful, but the vista that you can see on a beautiful day like today. You can see right over to the Toronto skyline. You can see the city from east to west all over the place. It's just a magnificent uh, uh, vista, really, for this place. Absolutely, and and I see that Sam Lawrence Park as being almost uh, an ambassador for our city. Um, when you take a walk through there, you see people from all over the world all the time, and it's as you as you said in your in your opening comment there. Yeah, it's it's one of the top destinations where anybody that's trying to showcase Hamilton that wants to show off what our city has to offer, um, they take them to Sam Lawrence Park, and uh, it, like I said, it's 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 an ambassador to our city. And interestingly, I just the other day I had a conversation with Patrick Dean, the president of of uh, McMaster University, and we were talking about uh, re- grad retention and how we make sure that people want to stay, live, and play in Hamilton, and our public spaces is a big part of that. So it is it is hugely important for our, the city of Hamilton, and, and especially for the mountain. This is this is the crown jewel of the mountain. i got to tell you a quick story. I, I, my dear friend Roy Green, uh, when he was being recruited to come here, he was living in Montreal at the time, and Tom Darling, that owned uh, CHML, owned the radio station at the time, took him out for lunch and uh, uh, and brought him, uh, took him up to Sam Lawrence Park, and uh, just said, "Look at this is a, how magnificent this city is." And Roy said, "He says, you know what? When you look at it from that standpoint, I think it was the first time he'd been to Hamilton." Uh, and he just said, "Yeah, I'm going to live here," and and did, of course. And it's it's that impressive when you see that vista and you see the whole city laid out. It's maybe one of the few places in town where you can see just about everything, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really interesting. I think if you've grown up in Hamilton, you might not take it, uh, you, you take it for granted a little bit. Uh, I mean, uh, growing up here, you don't really appreciate maybe as much as the people from out of town when you, you have an actual elevated platform where you can see the whole city laid out. Yeah, but and, that, uh, that happens in other cities too, doesn't it? I mean, I know people that live in Niagara Falls and say, yeah, yeah, there's a waterfall over there, so what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and we tend to do the same thing too. We have this beautiful natural vista here, and we take it for mm-hmm. granted. To a certain extent. Uh, I think uh, a lot of the people in the neighborhood are, are also very passionate about uh, about that park, and I think that's what we heard at the meeting yesterday. Uh, the, the people that use the park on a daily basis um, are also really, really um, interested in, in the future there and what we come up with as uh, refreshment options for the park. So it's, it's a mix, and that's part of the balance that we're looking for when we go through this uh, revisioning exercise and come up with a master plan is balancing the uses of how it's used currently and how we see it being used in the future. But uh, absolutely, everybody that goes there, it uh, it takes your breath away. It's, it's a fantastic venue for uh, 
you know, for really showcasing what the city has to offer. Well, as a guy that grew up on the mountain, and I, I remember some of the incarnations of this, because it has gone through some changes over the years. There used to be a roadway, actually, that just came up to the top of it from one of the uh, the mountain access routes. Uh, that's long since gone, although you can still walk down that path. Uh, it's a two-tier thing. There's really two parks there, right? When you think about it, John Paul, there's the one where the, the parking is, of course, on, on the west side of the Jolly Cut. But on the east side, something altogether different uh, and that uh, maybe not too many people find out unless you actually live in the neighborhood and get out of your car and walk around. Uh, talk to us about why all of a sudden, well, I shouldn't say all of a sudden, because this is a natural progression. Uh, the city wants to do something about this. Are you, are you considering reworking the whole park or, or just tweaking it? What's, what's, what's on your mind at this stage? So at this point, we're, we're going into a design master plan for the park. And what that is is to look at what the existing uses are, and also, like I said, what we envision it to be used in the fu- how we envision it to be used in the future. And I think if you've been there recently, I think most people would agree that the, the park features that are there are a little bit tired, a little bit worn out, and, and they're due to be upgraded and, 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 and re- redone. So as part of the, the different segments of the park, that's one of the big challenges there. Like, it's not often that you have this beautiful green space with a major arterial road snaking its way down through the middle. And the intersection at uh, Concession and Upper Wellington in particular is a bit of a challenge. Just beha- because of how it's configured, it splits the park in two. And it's, it, it's, it's difficult and it's a bit of a challenge to figure out how we can um, incorporate you know, pedestrian access from one side to the park and also make sure that the park is an inviting space for people. And having those, those roadways there, it, it, may, it does make that a bit of a challenge, but... I also see it as an opportunity because having the Jolly Cut go through there, it's on such a well-traveled route. Um, it's something that people go by on a regular basis. And it also gives us a bit of an opportunity to showcase some of the uh, the strata of, of the actual escarpment and the rock. And all that is, is a core feature of what makes Hamilton Hamilton. So there's there's certainly some challenges, but so many great opportunities as well. Yeah, it's not just the Jolly Cut itself, of course. It's that little roundabout uh, for people that want to go off to Concession Street and make a left-hand turn. Uh, so it really cuts it off into three. They got that little no-man's line between the Jolly Cut and that that little side thing there. So uh, it, it's, it is there, and it does have its challenges. But like you say, if you look at that as, as opportunities as opposed to, you know, things that are, are going to be drawbacks to this whole thing, uh, you've got a blank canvas here. There's a lot of stuff we can do. And I know you've talked about some of the things that are happening in other parks, uh, perhaps even the introduction of things like recreational activities there, an ice rink or something of that nature, not unlike what you did down, uh, of course, down by the Williams Coffee Pub. Uh, is, is everything on the table right now? Right now, yes. Uh, so it's, it's really we're brainstorming and we're trying to find out from the community and from the people that use the park on a daily basis and also from tourists and people that visit from out of town um, what they want to see in the park. So some of the themes that I kind of picked up on just from last night where we had a really fantastic public meeting with standing room only, I think 50 to 75 uh, people from the community were out at the uh, Concession Street Library and uh, there's there's a little bit of trepidation about change for the for the park. You know, people are happy with how it is. They they like walking their dogs there. They like taking their friends out for a stroll with coffee. Um, and then there's there is quite a bit of support for passive uh, activities. So walking, um, not so much for big 
stuff. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, so, but that's that's what we're looking for from the community. That's exactly what the point of the exercise is: is to find out how people want to use that it, that space. And some uh, some I think uh, we'll call them improvements might not be appropriate. And that's what we want to hear from the public. <clears throat> if there's something that you know we're talking about that we say might think is a great idea, but the public is you know, people that live there that use the park are like, holy cow, no, we don't want that. That's exactly the kind of feedback that we want to hear because at the end of this process, we want to be able to come up with a plan that is exceptional and it's something that everybody in the community and in the city can be very proud of and that gets behind and supports. Well, you mentioned about passive use of this and, and uh, you know, like you say, dog walking or a number of other different things and that, that seems it. It's a mature neighborhood. And I don't think there's any radical change that could actually be undertaken. But I guess the other thing, and I'm sure this came up at your meeting, John Paul, is is any changes and anything that's going to happen here. Is obviously, the city will have a major role in this, and so will the public. Uh, but you also are working with the Niagara Scarping Commission in situations like this. I mean, there are some things that, that probably just are off that list that, uh, that that maybe you wouldn't even entertain anyway. But, I mean, they do have a say in some of the stuff that goes on there. That's right. And the Niagara Scarping Commission is an important point. And as well is the uh, the structural integrity of, of the face of the, the escarpment itself. So that's something that we have to take into consideration to make sure that anything that we are proposing is, is actually feasible. And that also goes back to the financial aspect of it as well, because as of right now, any capital improvements, any operating costs that might be um, come out of those capital improvements aren't funded. So whatever plan that we end up coming forward forward with, we, we have to make sure that it's functional, that it's feasible, and that it's also um, can be supported um, at the city level, uh, council, for, you know, putting some dollars in there for the, for the actual capital and operating costs. Listen, let me ask you, the years ago there was a debate that went on, even predates my time on council, about perhaps putting a restaurant there. Is that, is that off the table? Have we just said not such a good idea after all? I wouldn't say it's completely off the table. I would say it's probably very challenging um, for some of those reasons that we, we've already talked about, the Niagara Scarman Commission um, requirements being one. And also, I'm not sure that that kind of use really fits in with the, the overall vision of what the public is expecting for the park. Um, I wouldn't say no completely right now. I mean, uh, there's you know some warrant for having something like that on the brow. Um, but I, I, it's kind of up in the air. We'll, we'll put it that way. And, and we want to hear from the public to see what their opinion is on that as well. Yeah, because when I did represent the area, there were some people that were still kind of kicking the tires and say it wouldn't be a bad idea. And I said, well, the biggest challenge, and I, I don't disagree. I, I think it would be wonderful to have a restaurant on, on the escarpment someplace. But I'm not so sure that Sam Lawrence Park is the best location because my, my first concern uh, would be that's blocking public access uh, to, to this beautiful vista that we've just talked about. In other words, if you're not going to have dinner there, you're not going to be able to see uh, that vista. And I'm not so sure that the public would want that sort of restriction. Yeah, and that's kind of my personal view on that as well. Um, but like I said, it, we want to hear from everybody. And if there is a way that that might be able to work, I mean, we're, we'd certainly be open to it. Um, but uh, again, uh, my my personal view or is is kind of that that might not be quite compatible with with how the park is now. And we also have to take into account the history of the space as well, because Sam Lawrence Park itself has, has a very deep history with the city. It was designed by um, uh, the landscape architect. His name was uh, Matt Broman. 
who also did work on Gage Park and Dundurn Castle, worked with uh, TB McQuestrin in, uh, at the Royal Botanical Gardens. So when we're talking about our future improvements, things like a restaurant, which would be a radical change to the history and the, the historic use of the park, we have to take all that into consideration as well and make sure that we, we respect the original landscape design that was there in the first place. The other element to this, too, is is misuse of the property, and I know that's been an ongoing problem for years, and uh, now, now that you're the counselor for the area, I'm sure you've had more than your share of phone calls. Uh, people that park there, people that leave their coffee cups there, uh, people that don't use the the facilities, the garbage facilities that are there, uh, I, I, that's got to be part of the discussion. I, whether it needs improving, I don't know if you need more facilities, more containers, what the situation might be. Uh, I know that the Tim Hortons down the street got grief from an awful lot of people uh, simply so because your cups are all over the place. And I said, well, they don't walk from the store and throw them down there. Those are the customers that are doing that. So let's talk with them. But uh, there's, there's, I think, some public education about having respect for the facility that has to be part of this discussion. Yeah, and I think that some of the feedback that we did here last night um, from uh, from people that live in the neighborhood is uh, how the park is used, and, and like you said, make sure that the, the space is respected. And it's kind of an interesting question because, in a lot of ways, the, the more people that use the park, it's, it's almost like a group um, policing of each other. So if you're there on your own and it's, it's not busy, you know, the temptation is there maybe just to drop that coffee cup. Whereas if it's, you know, bustling with people on a daily basis, um, you're going to think twice. And it also gives the city a little bit more impetus to put in um, trash cans and some of those facilities that uh, can maybe keep the park uh, cleaner and more organized and up to, uh, you know, up to the standards that the community expects. John Paul, what's the time frame for this? What would you like to see happen and when? Well, we're working through a number of uh, community meetings. Uh, our landscape and architectural services staff will be out at uh, Street Fest through the summer on concession. Um, so we're working through the, through the master plan. Um, once we start getting feedback from the community and start narrowing in on some of the features that, uh, that we were you know, specifically proposing, we'll come back to the community, get full more feedback on that. So we're going to work through it in the next uh, number of months, and um, I'm not sure exactly the the end uh, time frame there, the end goal, um, but it's it's going to take a significant period of time. We want to make sure that we get it right. Is is it fair to say that this is going to happen? It's just a matter of how and when. Well, the the master plan is going to happen for sure. Um, whether those uh, improvements that are ultimately proposed get implemented. That's, that'll be a future challenge because, uh, as I said earlier, the, the capital funding hasn't been specifically earmarked for this. So that <clears throat> once we decide what we're going to do, then we have to figure out how we're going to pay for it. So that's the, the master plan is the first step, and then uh, the next step will be figuring out uh, the money aspect. But, so, uh, so there isn't a pot of money that's already been allocated. In other words, you're going you're gonna to work this out and say, here's what we want, here's the price tag for it, and then see what you can do with capital budgeting. Exactly. And it, it might come down to um, area rating money that will be uh, contributed from um, both the Ward 8 account and, and my colleague in, in Ward, Esther Paul's in Ward 7. And it's also, San Lawrence Park is a city park, so there's a, there's a city-wide interest in, in this space. It's not just Ward, 8, Ward 7 and Ward 8. Um, so I, I think there will be some, uh, hopefully, some willingness around council to, uh, to invest in this public space. 
Well, it belongs to all of us, and uh, that's a valid point. I mean, because an awful lot of uh, money from Gage Park or for Gage Park over the last number of years, uh, well spent, too, uh, because of that beautiful park as well. So hopefully they get the same sort of respect uh, that uh, that they have with the uh, Sam Lawrence Project. Uh, it's an exciting time, and it's uh, it's one of the real beauty spots here in the city, and uh, any upgrade that uh, is going to come along, I think it would be uh, just a, a great, great addition to the community. We'll stay in touch as this unfolds. Thanks so much for the time today, John Paul. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, having me on. Take care. John Paul Danko, of course, the counselor for Ward 8, uh, looking for upgrades to Sam Lawrence Park. And listen, if you've got some ideas, you want to bring up that restaurant thing, because that was kicked around for the longest time, get in touch with your ward counselor, either Counselor Pauls or, or Counselor Danko, and talk to them about it. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.